turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Today your first day listening to Faith Talk Live? That's one in a row. You should be proud of yourself. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Hey, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. What a pleasure to talk to this guy, David Murrow, author, speaker. And you may remember his book a few years back, Why Men Hate Going to Church. He's got a new book out. It's called Drowning in Screen Time. David, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. We uh, Before we... Uh, before we went live, we found out that you are in, uh, would you say, sunny Arizona, but you uh, do uh, some time in, in Alaska. And uh, you you ended up there because of a lovely lady from Fairbanks. Yes, that's what ha- lo- that's what love will do to you. It'll move you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> and then uh, after you're married for a little while, you say, hey, during winter, let's uh, let's go somewhere where it's actually sunny. Right. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't hurt to have a little bit of sunshine, grapefruit tree outside the window. So, yeah, we're in Arizona today. That would be nice. Well, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for making time for us. Uh, drowning in screen time. Um, I read uh, the other day, and I'm sorry, I don't know the specifics, but Barna did research on how much time we spend on social media. And every now and then my phone will say, hey, you've been two hours and so many minutes on screen. And I'm like, no, that can't be right. But you know what? We're looking at the screen all the time, whether it's social media, whether it's work, whether it's television. Help us uh, here in the drowning uh, situation. Yeah, uh, a pre-pandemic survey from Nielsen Media Research found that the average American spends about nine hours a day on screens. And that's not counting time that we spend for school or work. That's just our leisure time. So we've we've gone from, and that's just been in the last, you know, since television came in the 1950s, where we spent maybe an hour a week in screen time when we went to the movies. Now screen time consumes almost every free moment we have. So we've definitely got, we've definitely changed the thing that our eyes are focused on. It's now focused on our screens rather than the world around us. Yeah. I I would imagine, especially since the uh, COVID began in March and we've got a lot more time sitting around the house uh, and not being out doing things maybe like we used to do, right? Yeah, we're locked in our homes. What else is there to do but, you know, pick up the video game controller or, uh, you know, doom scroll the Internet, you know, for the most uh, controversial articles or, you know, click on the news and, you know, either watch your right wing news, your left wing news that that agrees with your politics and gets you stirred up. Mm -hmm. David Murrow, it's a a book called uh, Drowning in Screen Time. You know, it's interesting. You touch on a a number of things and I'm guilty because I grew up in the 60s. And we had a television. We watched television every night while we ate. Yeah. Then having three boys, um, all of them are pretty much older now. Um, my wife wants to eat at the dinner table. I don't because I'm I'm addicted. And you say the screen is addicting. It is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, in fact, that's one of the uh, advice that I give to parents is uh, you should really not watch TV or even have the TV on in the room during uh, dinner. Dinner is your prime time to talk to your kids. And even if they, you know, how was school? Fine. I mean, even if they give you those answers, you still got to learn to probe and and get into their lives. And the dinner table should be a sanctum. So I always tell parents at dinner time, all the screens shut off, all the phones get turned in, put on their chargers. 
and you work on family time after dinner. And and uh, that can be hard because you've gotten so used to, especially the younger generation that was born with a you know smartphone in their hands. It's it's hard to once you put that down, you're like, wow, what do we do? What do we talk about? I I don't know what to do. It's kind of awkward, right? Yeah. In fact, uh, MIT professor Sherry Turkle calls it being alone together. And that's the, <laughs> the home situation where everybody grabs their own individual screen and they're physically present, but they're not mentally with one another. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's very destruct- destructive to our family relationships. Uh, what ends up happening is that the only things we communicate is the bad news. Mm. You know, we're on our screens all night. And then as it's time for bed, the parents are, well, have you brushed your teeth? Have you cleaned up your room? Have you, have you done your homework? Have you turned in your college application? Why is your soccer uniform dirty? (laughs) Uh, Parents just become nags because they, they say the things they have to say to move the family along. But we preempt all those positive interactions that we used to have before our eyes were buried in our screens. David Murrow, drowning in screen time, he, he gives some uh, some stuff in the book, some applications where you can find friends and have confidence in, in real life. Because, you know, we can't give up the screen 100 percent, but we can can limit it. So help us. How can we? Well, the, the I can get you to the 50 yard line real quick. Okay. Um, the, the main thing that you need to focus on is eliminating mindless screen time. You know, mm-hmm. so many of us just the moment we get home, we either just click on the TV or we pick up the game controller or we you know, if we have two minutes at the grocery store that we have to wait in line, what do we do? We whip out our phones yep. and we do those things mindlessly. Um, there's a brain process, a chemical called dopamine. And every time we see something new, it rewards us with a little shot of pleasure. And that's what we're doing is we're actually drug, we're drugging our brains. Mm. We're giving our, our brains a little shot of pleasure. So if you can focus on just eliminating mindless screen time, stand there, grit your teeth and be bored in the line at the grocery store, look <laughs> around, uh, pray for somebody next to you. You know, let's get back to some of those real life practices that help us be comfortable in the real world and not used to being constantly drugged with dopamine. Yeah. Now you say pray, pray that pray for that person next to you. Does that include if you're standing in the express lane and they have more than 12 <laughs> items, you, you pray for their soul because they are a sinner because they've done that or, or is that... Uh, yeah. You know, every sinner can come to repentance, even the person who has 25 items in the express lane. I, I, I firmly believe in the power of Jesus to forgive that person. Yeah, I do, too. David, you're killing me because uh, that described me, what, two days ago, standing in line. And, and I usually only have a few items. Well, the, the question is, Rick, did you have toilet paper? That's <laughs> overrated. Um but but I got behind and I had like three or four ladies with full carts and I only had, you know, 10, 10 or 12. So I'm sitting here. OK, so I whip out my phone and I'm looking at this and, you know, I'm really I'm I'm not really interested. It's just addiction. So thanks for the help. Since you've released this book, uh, what kind of response ha- have you gotten? It, you know, it's been really good. Uh, certainly timely. I, I got my contract for this book before COVID hit. Not knowing that we would all be basically uh, surgically attached to our screens during 2020. And uh, so the, the reaction has been very good. There's a lot of parents out there who are looking for ways to reconnect with their kids, uh, married couples who, you know, fub each other. They're on their phones instead of uh, connecting with one another. And there's really a growing movement, even among young adults, to put the put the screens away and get back into real life. And I believe that, you know, as the uh, COVID uh, uh, pandemic 
calms down, settles down, and there's less of that, and we're able to be together more, I think there's going to be a huge resurgence of people learning how to be together uh, in in real time, face to face, and uh, just hoping that my book would be a helpful tool to help people extricate themselves from the screen world and get back into real life. I guess the hard thing to remember is it's it's not going to be easy to retrain your brain because your brain is so used to just whipping out yeah. the phone and, and doing stuff, but that's what it's going to take to to be able to break that habit, right? Yeah, the real world is monotonous, and that's the the world our brain is designed for, you know. But then, when something unusual comes along, we get that squirt of dopamine, and you know that's meant to happen maybe once or twice a day. It's now happening twenty four seven as we see mm-hmm. new things on our screens or new things on our phones. That dopamine is just—it's a very addicting chemical. It gives us a lot of pleasure, but it also heightens our emotions. There's a lot of panic right now. People are going on social media and they're seeing these extreme stories, some of which are planted by trolls to get you excited. Mm. So it's—it's it's definitely a big problem. It's uh, really inflaming our emotions, and it's something we're going to have to relearn. We're going to have to relearn to live in a world that doesn't constantly stimulate or frighten us. Yeah. David Murrow, the book is called Drowning in Screen Time, How Damaging Screens Are Hijacking Our Attention. It's a great book. We want you to get it. And David, I want to ask you a kind of a connecting question I didn't really even prepare for, but you just made me think of something. Uh, been listening a lot about and experiencing some on hybrid church now because of the pandemic. Uh, you know, attendance of churches has uh, about 28, 30 percent, maybe more. Uh, have just vanished, uh, according to Barna, reading this stuff, listening to uh, interviews uh, just to see what's going on. My concern is, and I know that we want to be safe and we want to be healthy. My concern is, is that if, and this is what I'm hearing, hybrid church is the thing of the future that you know, it's all virtual. My concern is, is that it'll be, you know, okay, well, I'll stay at home and I'll watch and there'll be disconnection from the body that we really, really need. I want your take because I know, you're very concerned about matters in the church, like why men hate church and things like that. Let me hear what you have to say. Yeah, you know, millions of men have now attended church in their pajamas. <laughs> and uh, they've thought, oh, this is great. I don't have the stress of getting the kids out the door. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a tough sell to get some of those guys back in the building. Uh, especially those who have labeled. The, it's very popular right now, especially among young adults, to label yourself, I'm an introvert. And so those folks who have called themselves introverts, I'm afraid, are just going to cut themselves off from Christian fellowship. You know, we really do need to see each other face to face. We do need to sit next to that woman who can't sing on key. And, you know, all those those irritations that that we deal with in church, those are good for us. That Those are the, you know, you heard of the fruits of the spirit. Those are the vegetables of the spirit. They build, <laughs> they build endurance and strength. We need to I be like in that. community with these with these irritating people that we see at church because it makes us better Christians. Yeah, that is so good. David, I, I hope that uh, we'll get an opportunity to talk to you again because you're you're an amazing guest. I enjoy talking with you and hearing your point of view, and I want people to uh, read your books. And thank you for convicting me uh, for standing in line. I need to pray for the person in the other line. And you know what? Uh, you really did. You touched a chord there. So mm-hmm. I'm going to change my ways. I appreciate it. David Murrow, Drowning in Screen Time. Daniel, there it is. DavidMurrow.com and ForMen.com. Check out both those websites. Get the books. Uh, it's uh, gonna. It's really going to help you in so many ways. David, we've got to take a break. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. 